Well, guys, we have managed to spend another football season talking about Georgia football. The dogs go into Atlanta. Tech, congratulations on getting a bowl game. At least we finally get a night game out of it. I'm very excited about what's going to happen this weekend. and I feel very comfortable that the dogs are not going to sleepwalk past this team. Although I will predict a score out of Georgia Tech first. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 372 of the Wayne Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and that voice you just heard is one of my co-hosts, Mr. Tony Waller, and my other co-host, Will Leach, is sitting to my right. Uh, that's great for podcasting. Now you can visualize it, but this is the Georgia versus Georgia Tech clean old-fashioned hate preview show circa 2023. Georgia will be looking to win its sixth straight in a row over the Jackets. And it will happen on the flats this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. at Mark Rick, Bobby Dodd, Hyundai, Grant Field. Here's Will to get it all started. I prefer to think of it as the original home of, of Atlanta United. That's the way I like to uh, I can remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, gentlemen, um, uh, welcome to um, the uh, last game of the regular season, uh, a.k.a. the first game of the rest of your lives, because all that really matters is the Alabama game. And it's getting more and more clear <laughs> that the Alabama game is all that matters. Uh, we talked about this in the postgame show, but... Uh, I mean, again, I mean, in all seriousness, I don't want to overstate this, but like this game does not actually matter. <laughs> like it doesn't. And I don't mean that like, oh, listen, it matters in that, boy, that would stink if they lost the, if they, if, uh, if like this would be the thing where the streak ends. But, but so it matters. Obviously we want them to win. <clears throat> they will play to win. They will win. But I mean, if you want to win the national, like the goal, if we talked from the very beginning, win three in a row. They there is not a scenario, and you can bring up your little bring up your little guy. But I I find it difficult to fathom a scenario that they win this game, and, that they lose this okay. game, and if they beat Alabama, they're still not in. I hold that for a second. I'm glad we started there because I was thinking about this earlier. We were discussing, um, we were discussing what happens if Washington right. actually. Maybe it's, let's don't do. Somebody was discussing what happens if Washington loses to Washington State right. this weekend, but then beats Oregon to win the Pac-12. I, I, I am not. I'm not willing to say that Georgia's definitely out. That would leave a one-win um, SEC champion, a one-loss SEC champion out. But it's a it's fire you don't want to play with. I mean, I agree. I agree. I I, I said this not to de-emphasize this game as much as I am to. Right, no, I agree with you. The matter, it, the, what matters is SEC championship. I don't think it's quite sunk into <clears throat> enough people. Again, I always talk about how I always use Alexa as my as my vibe on how much. Uh, Not how, the Amazon house thing. Yes, here, no, here. My, the, the, the 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 woman wife thing. Um, I always try to. The, the example I always use of this is uh, people that that don't understand uh, the way that uh, that we already know who's going to be matched up in the election next year, and nothing is going to change that. And because the less you pay attention to it, the more you might think that's going to change. But if you pay attention at all, you know that's exactly what's going to happen. The analogy to this is, I think, I think a lot of Georgia fans think because of the last couple of years that. They can lose the SEC championship game and whatever they're undefeated. They've won twenty. 
in a row. Uh, mm. How could they lose to Alabama? Alabama's really good. How could they lose to that game and lose that game and not get in? And I'm telling you, barring and I, listen, there are ways that they can lose to Alabama and still get in. But there's a lot of doubt. Florida State's got to lose. Um, I think uh, Washington probably either Washington or Oregon needs to lose another game, maybe. Um, Because I think if they, uh, I I don't even think that works. (laughs) Like, I don't think that works. I think the only way that, and frankly, it's not assured even if Florida State loses a game. Because what if Texas wins the Big 12 and then Alabama's in and then you've got either one of the Pac-12 and the Big 10 team or maybe two Big 10 teams. I mean, like there's, if they is very, I'm getting, find myself increasingly frustrated by this. And that's why I keep bringing it up. But I mean, to see what Georgia has become over the last few weeks, to become, see the juggernaut that they are, how everything you want them to be, they're starting to become. Everything we hoped they would be, everything's working great. What do you think? We're going to preview the SEC championship game next week. But what do you think the odds are of Alabama winning that game? What percent would you give Alabama? Odds on winning that game. Worst. Go ahead, Scott. I was going to say thirty-five percent. Thirty-five. What would you I was say thinking? To? I was thinking mid, low to mid forties. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's yeah. about where I would put it to. Maybe, but I mean, thirty-five wouldn't surprise me. I'm just saying. I'd I would say think it's thirty to, low to, to 40. forty-five. Yeah, somewhere in the forty-five is probably too high. Thirty is probably too low. But those are the odds that Georgia does not make the playoff. And I think that's not sinking into people. I think you're right. That yeah. that it, whatever that odds is. Is that's the odds they don't make the playoff because if doesn't matter that they've gone twelve and zero, it doesn't matter that they're playing their best football right now. It doesn't matter that they're going to destroy Georgia Tech. It doesn't really matter if they lose to Georgia Tech because if they lose to Alabama, they're not making the playoff. Now there are a couple of things. If again, I've, I mentioned Florida State losing, another possibility is Alabama losing to Auburn. That's another. That's that's a that's a wrinkle you would throw in that feels. Less that feels roughly analogous to at this point. It seems slightly more likely than Georgia losing to Georgia Tech, but only slightly. Um, that would be a very Auburn thing to do after losing it, at home to, it, yeah. to New Mexico State to be to win that. But like you, the point is, you need a bunch of far fetched, you need multiple mm-hmm. far fetched things to happen for for Georgia to be able to get away with a loss to Alabama. I think Georgia is Georgia will be favored against Alabama. I will almost assuredly pick Georgia to beat Alabama. Alabama has won eight in a row. They are the best version of themselves right now. They uh, have figured out a bunch of stuff in the way that Georgia's figured out a bunch of stuff. Also, it's Alabama at the bins in the final ever SEC East versus West. It's going to be a massive, 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 massive thing where weird stuff can happen. Kirby against Saban, all that comes with that, all the psychodrama, all the things that I think helped lead to Georgia losing the last game that they lost. Was I think part of that was Georgia got punched in the mouth and like, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Here we go again with Alabama. Now, they have vanquished that demon. It's still Alabama. It's freaking Alabama. And whether Georgia even makes the playoff, never minding do they get to defend the title, whether they make the playoff or not is going to come down whether or not they win the SEC championship game. And that, I, find, and I don't think that's wrong. But it's really annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying and it's really frustrating because it gets, and I mentioned this on the post game show, it leads to that idea of that f- for the first time, it feels like there will be real 
Georgia fan gut punch loss if the if if they don't like after we've seen what they've been the last couple of weeks. We talked on the on the post game show of the idea at the beginning of the year like okay they're just not I mean, good. since the start of this run yeah yeah, yeah. since the start of this run at the beginning of this year. They, they looked wobbly against Auburn. They looked wobbly against South Carolina. And it felt like we had talked about how nice Kirby was being to his team because it felt like I got to massage these guys. I got, because this, we're not there yet. They're there now. This looks like as good of a team as they went into the last two SEC championship games. But let's not forget, they lost to one of those SEC championship games. They got a break and they got to, we got to, I don't know if you remember, but they won the national championship in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. It was actually quite exciting, even though almost everybody I know got COVID. Uh, but still, it was really, really awesome. But um, that's that's not on the table this year. It's just that's not Georgia's fault that it's not on the table, but it's not on the table. Enjoy this game against Georgia Tech. Enjoy the relax. Enjoy how nice the city's going to look at night. Enjoy lighting up that place at the end of the third quarter because that's what's going to happen. It's going to be really, really fun. But everything is on the line of the SEC championship game. And by everything, I mean whether they even get the opportunity to defend their title because if they lose, they're not going to. Yeah, I'm glad. To, I'm glad you started out this way because I had, like I said, I was pondering that earlier today. Um, I am. I, I still think there is there is uh, there are reasonable pathways. If Georgia loses that game, but I agree with you, it's not a foregone conclusion, like it was uh, the last two seasons. Right? That you go into that game, no regard. So a who, are gonna game. who are they going to pick over? Who are they going to? Who are they going to pick? Well, I, I, so right now, I think what you you basically the choice you're making is. Do you pick Georgia over the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, the loser of a one-loss at Texas as a one-loss conference champion? Mm-hmm. But how do you pick Alabama over over Texas? Oh, I don't think Alabama's in. I think Alabama's in. Yeah, that's Period. what I'm saying. So how Period. do you not pick Texas if you pick Alabama? Because Texas has one loss. No, I, I agree with Alabama. you. But 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 I'm just saying. You but then you start looking at losses, right? Not just not the comparative losses, but who Texas lost to, mm-hmm. um, and then you. I mean, you're picking. I, I don't see how they don't pick a zero loss FSU and a zero yeah. loss Washington. Yeah. So you know, I th- I think the easy choice would be just to pick conference champions. Yeah. But I, I'm not saying that's what they would do. I'm just saying that. Um, having having said that, um, I I'm glad you framed it that way because I've had a couple of people like, oh, it's Georgia Tech. I can't believe. Well, it's a, you're right. This is the last game, at least until. Maybe the Clemson game next year, or even maybe even after that, where we can we're going into a game where it's like, hey guys, it's a football game. Yeah. Let's go have some fun. Yeah. Um, what was the old Notre Dame thing you said before the Notre Dame game? That uh, they can lose this game and still accomplish all their goals. Yes, this is the last one of those. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, although it would suck. Oh my god, it would suck. Um, no, yeah, no. I want yeah. to be very clear about this. <laughs> like, I do not yeah. want this to happen. Like, yeah, it, well, before we go into that, I do want to take a moment and just think about what this team has done this season. Uh, put in the context of, um, put in the context of kind of the teams they played, uh, the teams they've beaten. Um, it occurred to me later Saturday evening that um, Auburn probably should get some T-shirts made about the Georgia game. Um, because that might have been their best game, uh, unless they do something crazy this weekend. Um, and uh, although I'm, I'm, that's not me predicting Auburn beating no. Alabama. I'm just saying if they do, yeah. um, it'd be awesome if they did. It would be awesome because <laughs> that changes the narrative of that game. Just it absolutely touch. changes that scenario. Um, it absolutely does. And but having said that, um, you know, I, it's it is trite. It is it is a trite sportsism to say that Georgia's peaking at the right time, but Georgia's peaking at the right time. 
Um, and, and I'm glad you, you think brought Georgia's up. peaking at the right time. Uh, Trump's or is better than Alabama currently peaking at the right time. Oh, I think both are. I don't, okay. I mean, I think, do I think Georgia's a better team than Alabama? Yes, I do. I, uh, and having said that, I think two, but two things can be true. They're not, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I, I frankly, I think the SEC championship game has the potential to be the best football game of the season. Yeah. Um, uh, up until it depends on what happened in the national right. championship game. Um, but I don't want it to be because it means everything. Yes, no, I, I definitely want I definitely want uh, Alabama to get their touchdown out of the way, and then Georgia score twenty four straight. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, uh, wanna, I think yeah. uh, like you want you what you already said that you fully expect. Texas yeah, absolutely. To score. I mean, score, Kirby yeah. even joked about it after the yeah, game, it's a, which was to me for him if him to make that joke. He is. He's feeling it right he's, now. He's feeling it. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up early in the season. He was like, "Hey, this is fine. Yeah. Young team. We're all bought in." Yeah, yeah. And now he's getting surly, with the exception yeah. of making jokes about the, yeah. the touchdown. But he is getting surly. Like, oh, he's he getting surly. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I, I am not. I am not one of those. Um, uh, what's a, a one of those palace intrigue people that yeah. tries to read things? But I also have watched Kirby Smart enough to know that when he feels like his team is really good, yeah. how he gets in press conferences, and yeah. when when he when he's like, I'm still trying to bring him along. Yeah, how he how he approaches. I thought it, it was interesting last week, and I think we brought it up as how he said that they didn't have a good Tuesday practice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where did that come from? Yeah. But it made sense because he's trying to that, rein him back in. Yeah, it was it was it's supposed to be Bloody Tuesday, right. and also that's the yeah. night he has the microphone. Yeah, uh-huh. but it's funny just how like them becoming this team, and again this team. Like the way they've looked, we really got it. What do you think the turning point was? Was it second half of Auburn? I think it's being down in Missouri. I think being down to Missouri when they came back against Missouri, I think that was the first time. But you don't think it happened before, like Kentucky or I think Kentucky was the wait. Okay, this could be good. Yeah, it was like a. Oh yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and then and Missouri. I mean, like to me, this is just more and more reason to respect Missouri. Sure, because I didn't think Georgia played that poorly in that game. No. No, and, but but being down to a good team yeah. and still coming back to yeah. win, and not just coming back to win, but like really stepping on their throats at the end of the game, in um, the same way that what happened at Missouri last year gave it kind of gave them yeah. some steely reserve to make them think, all right, we yeah. can handle this. Yeah. I mean, and that's the that's the thing about it is that I am, I I, I freely admitted I thought uh, midway through the third quarter Georgia was going to lose to Ohio State. Um, oh, we I, have we have the receipts. For yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, but what we saw out of that team is like, nah, we're not going to. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. Right. And that, that team has that now. And, and I would not have thought they had that despite coming back in summer because I thought they had – they played their – you know, <coughs> with the exception of a couple of drives, they played their – they played a C-minus game mm-hmm. and, and still beat a team that we now know uh, is 21 points worse than Jerry Kill's New Mexico State Aggies. Um, Third, 28 Huh? Never mind. What it was, 21 yeah. points. Yeah, 28. I think it was 38 to 10. 38 to 10. No, that was the Georgia score. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 38 um, something. I would say, but also, let's also forget another thing that turned it. I mean, Carson Beck's playing like a Heisman yeah. Trophy candidate. And yeah. that is something that I do not think a lot of people. Oh, he and Bogle have a mind mill right now. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, they have a they have a Stetson. Yeah. Uh, they, they, thing. They, yeah. Stetson thing going on right now. And that is exciting to watch. And that, to me, feels even more so. Like, again, there are throws. I love Stetson. We all love Stetson. We all love Stetson. Yeah. There are throws that Beck could – like, Beck is probably more of Kirby's type of quarterback 
than Stetson is. Oh, he yeah. He doesn't go freestyle. He doesn't do crazy stuff. He just looks for the play. It's been very fun to watch this week. You're seeing a bunch of NFL draft experts being like, hmm, mm-hmm. this Carson Beck guy is someone to keep an eye on. And no, no one ever did that about Stetson. Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, like, they did a little bit. They did a little yeah. bit, but they were just like, here's a, here's a defense of this guy that you probably would write off. Yeah. Whereas Beck, it is a, this guy could might want to leave early. He might want to consider it. I mean, yeah. he is playing. I mean, he could be the third quarterback drafted at an incredible level right now. But he, but if he comes back, he could be the first quarterback drafted. That's true. Also, that's true. And it will be interesting. He's a Tommy DeVito. Yeah. But. <laughs> hey, three, three touchdowns this week. Thank you very much for the winning road. Do you hear that he still lives with his parents? Uh, I, do I? Did I? He plays for the Giants. He talks to his mom. Literally, I just got my. I did my. I did my uh, picture from my. Uh, I put up a picture of Instagram of being at the uh, Barrow Dash and. She she sent me a message saying, that's so cute and so awesome. We are <laughs> friends. Like, I am friends with Tommy DeVito's mom. Melissa DeVito, right? Uh, no, Le- uh, Lexi. 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 Oh, okay. Even more New Jersey. But remember, his dad is the one that has the rat tail that goes all the way down below his ass. God, he's so New Jersey. He is so... They're both very New Jersey. His yeah. dad is like... His dad's like... Like, they really do look like Jersey Shore characters. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. They're very, very sweet. They're very nice. And they... I mean, they're just following him around. Yeah, he's got a. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he has an auto salvage business. And he's says. playing for the Giants, like they're yeah, playing in New Jersey. I mean, if we, if we were doing this for the Jets, yeah. it would be like he's even starting better. in his rookie year yeah. and winning games against a rival, and kind of annoying Giants fans actually because I think that they they want Caleb Williams, yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's making it harder. But whatever. The point is, is that Carson Beck is nice segue. Yeah, the point is that Carson Beck is been amazing like he has been better like Stetson has been guttier and Stetson has made those huge huge throws you know what we'll see there may be a moment there probably I'm sure there will be a moment where Beck has to go outside of his comfort zone a little bit Stetson lived in that place Carson yeah I don't know he had a comfort zone yeah exactly and Carson Beck is like that's what makes him so good is he's got a mind melt with his offensive coordinator and he's not taking unnecessary chances. There may be a time where he has to take an unnecessary chance and then we'll learn something yeah. about Carson Beck. But the way he's playing right now, I think it's the best quarterback. Like the way he's played the last three, four games, the way he looked against Tennessee. I don't those know. third down throws. I don't think know if he, yeah, I don't know if you've seen anybody better than what he played against Tennessee. Oh no, he he was in. I mean, there was a cut up of his, all his third down conversions. Uh, on third and five or longer in like he just he he made every read right he yeah. tucked the ball at the right time on that he never looked stressed he never looked stressed yeah um i mean the closest thing he looked stressed he looked is when he threw the ball was intercepted and uh he wasn't really pressured as much as like he's trying to force a ball yeah. but um also, if the receiver doesn't get pulled out of his right. route, he's <laughs> hitting his receiver in the hand <laughs> and not the Tennessee guy in the hand. So, um, like yeah. that's that's the change. That's cool. Like that's the change. Like I mean, there's a lot of changes. The defense has gotten better. There's more receiving options. Let's not forget how many people were hurt. Yeah, at the beginning of the year in the receiving wise. Uh, now he Bowers didn't even have Vlad this week. Yeah, exactly. except for a couple of series. And so, like, to, like, th- like that's rolling, and like that's something that they haven't. They've had. Good quarterbacking. Yeah. Obviously, they've had two good quarterbacking. This is, to me, the platonic ideal. Like, what they always say, well, what would Georgia be like with a five-star, kick-ass quarterback? Now we have it. Got one right now. Yeah. And that is different. And I think that is another thing that makes this more exciting, but also raises the stakes. Because now it's not... 
Like it's it's gonna suck if they don't win the national championship this year. Yeah. Now that I've seen this team, what yeah, they can look like yeah, like it's going to suck if they don't. Do yeah, it. four weeks ago it would have been like you know what? It's been a hell we of a three to years. A run, we, it wasn't quite the year, right? Like they they made a I'm good run at it. I'm with you. Now it feels like it's gonna suck. Yeah, it's gonna if hurt. They don't win it's it hurt. because yeah. this the, the the way they looked against Tennessee again. Tennessee is not. You know, I mean, we looked against the way against Mississippi, with us Kentucky. Really, the way they kind of looked against uh, uh, against uh, uh, Missouri, this looks like a national championship team. It looks like a team that deserves to win the national championship and should win the national championship, and therefore will feel like a huge disappointment if they don't, as opposed to a "Hey, we had a good run" sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah, because even the O lines coming together, like everybody saw that highlight package of uh, Tate Ratledge and I think uh, Cedric sandwiching the Tennessee player, oh, uh, Tyke Smith, that guy. He's yeah. been out of his mind. I mean, Starks is playing great. And Kendall Milton, the resurgence of him, Dijon Edwards, just and then you like like you said. I mean, even Muse had a catch. And you know what? Special teams MVP. He had a lot of traffic around him the entire game catching punts. Yeah, yeah. and I still get a little nervous. Absolutely, oh, yeah, I still absolutely. Get a little nervous. Um, I, I will say also, it was it was good to see um, them get Aaron Smith. A touch, yeah. even though he's gone, in, he's gone into the transfer portal. Um, but they got him a touch on that on that uh, end around package, and that was good to see. I mean, defensively, I think um, we have seen what playing a uh, a freshman, a true freshman at, at middle linebacker has yielded. That's frankly why Tennessee had a seventy five yard run mm-hmm. on their first play from scrimmage. Um, but he is, and I do not say this lightly, and I do not mean this in any way to slight. Uh, Dumas Johnson, Allen's a better ball player. I mean, I, he's not, he, he is not anybody. He's not there yet. He's not but, there, but he's a better ball player. Yeah. I mean, the angles he takes, the way he tackles, he, he is actually better in pass coverage. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm probably tempting fate asking him to get burnt four times this yeah. week, but um, I, I, I just, he just, he's, he's been a relevant revelation uh, in why he's been able to add to the middle of the defense. Yeah. Again, he's a true freshman, um, but that also is – I'm not saying it's a way of explaining away what the first part of the season looked like, but it's a good way of explaining why this Georgia team looks different now yeah. than it looked the first five weeks of the season. Um, there were a lot of young players, a lot of new pieces. Keep in mind, Carson Beck was – he had he had not started a single football game yeah. since he was in high school. Yeah. And uh, looked a little wobbly in the beginning wobbly, of the season. Yeah. Right? And because, I mean, I think he is very much somebody – that needed to get game reps in and learn his receivers at game speed. And now that he's done that, he is doing really well with it. The same with the defensive side of the ball. Um, I mean, Smith and Lassiter on that side still occasionally there's, there's coverage breakdowns, but they are um, in a position where they can, um, their athletic ability and the way they improve through the game. We're not quite where we were with 21, uh, where that defense was practically sentient, where they mm-hmm. they could see what you were doing and and like get there before you could yeah. do it. But this team learns this defensive this de- defensive side of the ball learns as the game goes on, and that's what also having a quarterback that can keep you out of tough situations, high level situations, and also um, give you th- you know two to four minute uh, two to four to six minute breaks every uh, every drive. Yeah. Um, Tennessee's defense was so gassed. Georgia could have scored again. Could have scored again. Um, they were just gassed uh, because they've been on the field like 47 minutes or something dumb like that. Um, now, I am not 
I am not one of those people who's like, oh, you got to win the time of possession because I, that's, mm. I think it's not a great metric. But <laughs> it was pretty dominant. <laughs> it was pretty dominant, especially <laughs> yeah. especially for a team like Tennessee that yeah. does want to run the football more. And you know, there's a couple of games. Uh, there are a couple of teams coming up where keeping their offense off the field is a is a path to success, yeah. including the SEC championship game. Um, and finally, we've gone from. Although I'm like you, every time Hughes goes back there, I'm a little wobbly. Same way about Woodring, yeah. but he hasn't missed him forever, and I'm again yeah. not trying to jinx him. He looks like a totally different kicker. Yeah. Um, and and our, you know, think about SP plus. Uh, George's SP plus number has gone from uh, ranked somewhere in the triple digits uh, the second third week of the season now to uh, almost single digits and. And you know, nationally ranked. So that's when you when you're able to put together all three phases of the football game, uh, and also your coaches are in the bag the way Bobo Schumann and Muschamp are. You're just gonna you're just gonna dominate teams the way Georgia dominated Tennessee, and I don't see that being different for Georgia Tech this week. So Tech's gotten better. You know, they struggled out of the gate early, but you know, they won at Virginia, which is a place they never won. They uh, came back and beat. Ooh, talk about Bowling Green. Well, yeah, they, they they lost to Bowling Green, but they they got a, a lucky break versus Miami, yeah, and and then last week they beat Syracuse to get bowl eligibility. So, what and, and to get Dino Babers fired to get Dino Babers <laughs> fired, uh, and Dominic Blaylock caught a touchdown yeah. for him yeah. last week. Um, so Tony, I, I haven't done much studying up on the Tech offense or defense or anything, but it seems like they are as hot as a six and five team that is going to make its first bowl trip in five years can be yeah so uh, so they're starting quarterbacks a guy by the name of haynes king he has not unsurprisingly he has been up and down as the team's been up and down for example uh the loss to clemson he was 13 of 31 for 129 yards uh for the win at north carolina or win at home versus north carolina he was 23 of 30 for 287 yards uh, the loss to Mississippi, 28 of 41 for 307 yards. That's a bad example. Uh, Bowling Green, not great, guys. Not great. Um, so, and when they're, they're rushing, uh, they're, the rushing offense is also, um, uh, Haynes King gets a decent number of rushing yards. Uh, but the thing that, the thing that you have to think about with this team is uh, Georgia Tech is a slightly below average ACC team. They're slightly below average ACC team. Um, are they going to score points? Yeah. I, I predicted in the cold open they are going to score on their first drive. It might be a touchdown. might be a field goal. I don't know. They're just going to score. Um, but the list of things that have to go right for them and also have to go wrong for Georgia is just so long, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are they better coached than they were under Collins? Yeah. Uh, they're not making awful, bad, terrible, no good special team mistakes like – uh, Collins's um, Collins four hundred four teams were doing. Um, yeah, and look, look, Geoff had a lot of things on his mind, including where they put his lift in his shoes. But he uh, that he was not paying attention to the coaching shit. It just wasn't. Sorry, but he wasn't paying paying attention to coaching stuff. I mean, Brink, he's a he's a ball coach, right? He's gonna coach him up. I heard his interview on six eighty today, and he sounds a lot like Kirby. Yeah, did, did they cross paths? In the past? Um, I think they have so Kirby has mutual respect for him. Uh, I that maybe say they wasn't were, there for Geoff. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he's, he's a lot of he's yeah. a lot of sizzle and very little steak. Uh, let's see. Let's 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 put our. Uh, I want to say Brink. Brink. He is from 
He's from Covington, is that right? He played offensive line at Georgia Tech. I think he probably played under George O'Leary. Uh, oh, at uh, uh, when George O'Leary was the coach at Notre Dame. Oh, that's not a thing. Uh, <laughs> he's. Uh, he was I thought his resume him. said that. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, yes, they. He was offensive line coach. Brinke was offensive line coach at Alabama. Nope. After after Kirby left, so no, they they never overlapped. Um, unless Kirby coached at UCF. Is that oh, your your father? I shouldn't um, be in there. But you know, he played. He did play at Georgia Tech the same mm. around the same time. Kirby played at, at Georgia. Uh, he was he was a player at Georgia Tech from ninety seven to two thousand. Current uh, ball projections for Georgia Tech, by the way, uh, Bonagara has them in the Duke's Mayo Bowl against Kentucky. Uh huh. And uh, Mr. Schlebaugh has them in the Pinstripe Bowl, which is something I've always vowed if Illinois ever goes, I'm going to go because it's in Yankee Stadium against Rutgers. Huh. So, oh wow, Georgia Tech at the Pinstripe Bowl would be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, if you like. Them in. Rutgers. Are you so you would go to the Pinstripe Bowl if Illinois ever played? Oh, in a second. Oh, if Illinois played, yeah. is there a chance that Illinois and Tech could meet up in a bowl game? Uh, Illinois would probably have, no because I think Illinois. Is, I think they're too low in the pecking order. Yeah, they're, they're, so, okay. they're step down. Yeah. Uh, is the Pinstripe Bowl the one with the sideline on the same side? Like, because it's in a baseball stadium. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's I think right. stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I think the way that works is you you have to be higher than uh, than New York's only college football. Program uh, or Rutgers, and um, in order to play in that game, they will always have Rutgers in there if they can. Definitely going to be like, boy, whoever has to play Rutgers in that game, it's going to be like, it's going to be like, like, like being. It was like it'll be like Sanford last weekend. Yeah, tens and it'll tens just, of Rutgers it'll fans. Just be absolutely <laughs> out of control. But yeah, I mean, listen, I think that like this is a nice step forward for Georgia Tech. I have to say, I I think I've said this before in the show. I don't have the hate for Georgia tech that everybody has. Like I don't come, from you that. hate Brent key though. It's always felt, it's always felt very weird to me. Again, I, I mean, I say this all the time whenever they play Georgia tech, but it always feels very weird that you all call them nerds. I'm like, guys, you know, Georgia's a very good school. <laughs> like it's always weird. Like I understand. That Auburn. originated. Back, I mean, 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah. I understand Auburn being like nerds, but like Georgia's a really good school guys. And, uh, and you know, and I, my, my younger son, Wynn wants to be an engineer and, and, and work in science. And he, he's already looking, forward to go he'd love to go to georgia tech i would love to go see him at georgia tech like i, I don't have the hate for but he ain't going there's to auburn multiple he ain't going to auburn brawls. he ain't going to florida he ain't doing any of that there's been multiple fights especially on the flats versus georgia georgia tech games there's been controversies like the jasper was down game in 1999 where even referees who were suspended later that were i think georgia tech alums and you know just all kinds of lore that goes back and was really built in the 70s, 80s, and 90s when it was a rivalry. You know, because I mean, it was, it was where back they had and won forth. a national championship that Georgia had not. Correct. And then, <laughs> so. the, and then, I mean, if you think it back, if you think back, Georgia Tech's longest win streak in this rivalry is eight games. Um, and imagine. Georgia has never matched that. And I think uh, that's why one of the jerseys was retired in Sanford Stadium because of the drought buster. They're in Saps. Numbers retired <laughs> because Georgia Tech was on an eight-game win streak, and Georgia won seven nothing and yeah. broke the streak, and they retired the guy's number. I find myself uh, <laughs> feeling a little bit like one of those college kids that have no idea of the history of the ballot sure. and only just kind of know what's happened in the last ten years. Sure, I kind of feel that way about Georgia Tech. Yeah, I kind of feel like like why why are you guys so fired up about these guys? So here is kind of a, a decent primer for you. 
Um, there is no doubt that Georgia Tech is little brother. First off, if you have any doubt about that, their fight song specifically yeah. refers to Georgia. Nice Georgia's fight song does not. Yeah. Right? I mean, Georgia does say to hell with Georgia Tech, just the way they say to hell yeah. with whomever opponent we're playing, mm-hmm. uh, much in the same way that I will always believe Oklahoma's a little brother because Amen. they cannot, they, they are they are obsessed with Texas. Great they comparison. can't not yeah. obsess yeah. with Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And Georgia Tech's that way too. This now, is Michigan State with Michigan. It is. It this is. This is right. That's right. right. Uh, Northwestern it, with Illinois. Yeah. Miami uh, of Ohio with Ohio. Um, uh, the University of Ohio. Win uh, with William. Well, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. But but the, the 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 point I'm making is that um, I I don't hate Georgia Tech in a way, particularly people that are older than me, and particularly people because of the drought, uh, the drought, for example, um, and because of uh, some some other things out there that I'm just like like I had a Georgia Tech hat when I was in high school. I just because I you know I. I, I didn't hate Georgia Tech. Yeah. I was from South Georgia. It wasn't a thing. Uh, but lose them assholes and see how much. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, because yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah. Right. Right. And when it, losing to them is far worse, is, is far less. Is, wait, losing to them is, hurts more than beating them does. When it feels good. Oh, I would hope I, so. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean I don't want to hang 57 points right. on them. Right. I definitely do. Um, but when you, when you look at the history of this uh, – this rivalry, and I assume you probably have some trivia about this. If not, that's fine. Um, you know, they've won twice in the last 12 years, um, including stealing one from and Kirby's last home game. By the way, that was the first time we did uh, oh, a podcast to get together. Yeah. yeah. Um, that this where we is where Ryan Strickland came. Yeah. Uh, podcast sponsor Ryan Strickland, we'll by the way. Okay. Just a minute. So Let's Strick- not give him any free time. This game used to be played on Friday, but Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it was it was the it was the, it's the gridiron game. It's a game that's um, you know specifically benefited uh, Choa uh, Children's Hospital of Atlanta. Uh, Sheldon Stevens, rest his soul, was instrumental in in that. Uh, and in kind of the both the resurgence in, in helping helping get this football game to, to help with uh, at the time Scottish Wright and now Choa um, and, and he's a damn good dog and Georgia Tech fans could care less that's how much they suck um, <laughs> preach and but having having said all of that um, I mean realistically the reason uh, there there was or is hatred there is literally. It split families. I mean, this is this is the it's is the instrument by which um, family allegiances were made in Georgia. I'm I'm a Georgia fan. I literally a Georgia fan because my dad's best friend in high school, growing up in South Georgia, was a Georgia Tech fan, and my dad is an obstinate is obstinate, right? And he was like, "Well, I'm going to support Georgia, even though in the '50s when he was a kid right. in, in going into high school, Georgia Tech was the preeminent program, not just in Georgia but in the South." And uh, he still was a Georgia fan, just like to really peak his best friend right. um who's best in his best friend's two kids went to georgia tech right. of course uh two of two of my my dad's kids went to georgia two of my dad's three kids went to georgia and we're all uh, uh damn good dog fans except for my my uh, sister-in-law who is an auburn fan but that's been fun for the past few right. years too and it will not come up about new mexico state at <laughs> all at thanksgiving <laughs> mainly because i've sent several can texts. you just record that and we'll release that as a special yeah. episode <laughs> that's, i sent a lot of texts that's for already. the patreon subscribers that's for the patreon. Um, yeah so uh, that's a very long way of saying uh, I don't care for tech this week, yeah. and uh, I am fine with that. It just feels like like watching Florida struggle. Like, how much fun did we have with Auburn losing? Sure. How much fun? We, like, it doesn't feel like people do that with Georgia Tech, and maybe they once did, but it doesn't feel like it's fun. Like, it's fun to see them like perpetually bad. But the fact that they made a bowl game this year, 
it's, it's, it's pressure. It's, it's almost like good for you. It's pressure. Good for you. And like if Auburn were like remember that stretch where it looked like Clemson might miss one? Or Florida might miss one, like that like gets you excited. And for Georgia Tech, it's like, oh good, good. Maybe we won't play them at noon. <laughs> you know who can count to four and a half? But besides Kevin Mays? Yes. Reggie Ball. Yeah. And um yeah. thank you very much. I'll be here all day. Um I'm just Kevin May and Reggie Ball in my bag. But um, I do I do get more if I if I really am honest with myself, I get way more joy and will read the the papers of like the Knoxville News or the Gainesville Times. For when Tennessee or Florida at any point of the year, mm-hmm. you know, has a dumper, you know, and yeah. I will read or the message to the post game show. This or I will, yeah. show yeah. is by the so way, post game show. By the way, Sting Talk is it, they have made it now fully private. It used to be you could just go on Sting Talk anytime. It was great. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, if, I, if I'm really honest with myself, I don't, I don't go and and look for the bad press for tech because really there isn't much because yeah, their fan base right. is so spread out. They don't have. They can't sell out their stadium. They never should have expanded it because uh, what what do you call it? It's just the precious, most precious little state. It's it's about 25,000 seats too big. They should be playing over at Georgia State Stadium. They should make it Atlanta United Stadiums again. That's uh, that's the place they can can fill it. I can fill it. That's right. I saw the the Rolling Stones in that stadium. Oh, that's kind of cool. It was full then. That's kind of cool. New Orleans is pretty good, by the way. What's that? I like the new release. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, They're still making music. They it's just super. It's super yeah, it's super. It's really super dad rocky. Uh, it's, it's super dad rocky. Yeah. It's like the right kind of dad. It's rock. dad rock. Yeah, it's good dad yeah. rock. Yeah, and uh, you can tell it's dad rock because the the, the video for their uh, for for their first single has Sydney Sweeney uh-huh. yeah. in it, and like uh. that's like yeah, that's a very yeah, that's a very and a convertible uh, going down sunset. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it is. It's, it's actually kind of a clever video because it shows she keeps going past all these these billboards and it's all the different eras of the Rolling Stones like made up videos to watch. I liked her in White Lotus. Uh, she's good. The, she's really good. She plays a reality winner in a, a really good movie. You know the, uh, the yeah, yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. She's actually very good in that movie. So. I didn't realize that's who played. You know yeah. she's dating. I heard this from uh, Jennifer. She's dating uh, Hangman from Maverick. Well, because they've, well, they've got a they've got a romantic comedy coming out. Uh, oh, okay. the Hangman. Anybody but you, Miles Teller, Glenn, Glenn, somebody, Glenn Powell, not Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, Glenn Powell, yeah, Glenn Powell, Glenn Powell, uh, big Texas Longhorns, and huge, uh, great in the best underrated Richard Linklater movie, Everybody Wants Some, which is a great baseball. Uh, He's like the best part of that movie. I saw that movie. I was like, that dude's going to be a star. He's great in Top Gun, and he actually has a uh, movie coming out with Linklater on Netflix next year called Hitman, where he plays a soulful hitman. I'm I'm catching up on all of my um, all my B plus and above movies from both of you, just because I've if y'all don't you know, uh, Will also has a a movie podcast called uh, Grosso and Leech. Uh, You should. No, we mentioned that a couple shows ago. We can't. We've reached our. It's we how, already we but, already but mentioned it. But it's how I keep up with movies. We do appreciate <laughs> Ryan's sponsorship of the Wait Until Last Saturday podcast this season. I've known Ryan for twenty years, actually twenty three years. Uh, he is a fantastic attorney. We do appreciate him doing this. If you have been injured, call eight four four G A Justice or look him up on the internet, thestricklandfirm.com. I mean, I think you said it all. Um, that we will be having Ryan join us awesome. uh, sometime in the next few months. I need to reach out to him, and we need to coordinate schedules. Um, but he's excited about it. And yeah, Ryan, I, I do appreciate uh, you reaching. He, he reached out to us at the beginning of the season. Um, so that, that's and look how the, we repaid him. That's one of the coolest things. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what are we going to talk about now? Let's. Uh, I'm, exci- I'm really excited to go to this game. The fact that it's a night game is just such a nice little wrinkle. I went, I went back and forth about going. Um, the, my travel tied together with. 
um, with the fact that I'll be back the next week for the SEC championship, yeah. just made it. It's like, no, yeah. I'm not doing it. it. I'm doing the smart thing. Um, still negotiating postseason <laughs> yeah. with with yeah. the family, just yeah. because again, travel. I've got yeah. I have three trips and three trips yeah. in uh, December, including one to Toronto. Um, so I only have one family member that wants to go with me to these games, so it works out pretty well. I think I know yeah. which one it is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I've, yeah, that, that's a conversation I have to have, too. Yeah. I, actually, I, the Maggie and Katie both were disappointed. They wanted to go to this game. I'm like, I've made the decision. Yeah. I'm not going. So, yeah. uh, because I, as I understand, the derbies are going. The full band is not going. So, Maggie is, is yeah. uh, with, not right. going with the Redcoats. Um, Speaking of the full band, by the way, um, uh, I went to see John Mulaney uh, this week. And? And I ran into Brett. Oh, Brett was there, yeah. Uh, also, so, yeah, and Brett is—I don't know what exactly he does with the band. He is the director of the records. Yeah, yeah. He's a—he's a, so he's—he seems to know like a lot of them. Yes. And uh, I went. We, I, like I went to go see John Mulaney. He was great. It also—they um, have the yonder pouches. Mm-hmm. They have the yonder mm-hmm. pouches where you put your phone in there, mm-hmm. so you can't use it. This is actually I use this in, the, in my book. The time has come. This, this is the, the one of the characters has a restaurant where uh, he tries to do that and it does not go well. Mm. Um, but uh, I got to sit next to him and uh, you, sat, you sat by Brett. I literally like there were two, so we were right in uh, the front. That's and cool. I literally sat right next to him and I started talking. Apparently, I have a distinctive voice mm-hmm. because he said, "Oh, Will." And I was like, I was, "He's like I'm Brett." I'm like, "You're Will, right?" I was like, "I hope that's okay." <laughs> <laughs> he, apparently, it was okay. Uh, he, it was really nice to meet him and it was it was really good talking to him and. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a great show, and uh, I was glad to. It's all. It's always exciting to run into uh, to a listener of such renown. Yes, so, I agree. Very, very cool. And it was a very funny show. And there's a great bit about dinosaurs that I think uh, will become a, a big, a big hit when the, when the inevitable special comes out. So Georgia leads the all-time series seventy to thirty-nine, and with five ties. And I think a couple of years back we went over all the ties. I think three of those ties are zero-zero back in like the eighteen, not the eighteen hundreds, the nineteen twenties. Like I said, the longest win streak for Georgia Tech was eight. The longest win streak for Georgia has been seven. 78 to 83 was six in a row for the Dogs. 91 to 97 was seven in a row. That's why that 98 loss hurt so bad. 01 to 07, Georgia had seven in a row. And we're currently sitting at five in a row. Could be six if we played in the 2020 year. Yeah, um, imagine what would it be mm-hmm. if Georgia hadn't screwed around and lost in that in Kirby's first season. That 28-27 game. Yeah. Okay. That's the score, right? Yeah, well, I thought well, that they, game was one. They, I think a lot of people thought that game was yeah. one. They had lost in 2014 as well. So it would be so one, two, two three, yeah. four, five, so six. And that we'd be going for eight. And that was eight. here as well, correct? Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah, because that was another thing we were going to talk about. The last time Georgia lost... Georgia's lost four times in Athens since they lost the last time in Atlanta, which was 1999. And that was the Jasper Saints game, yeah. And so... Who was down? I will read about a little a little blurb from it. It says, uh, in the 1999 edition in Atlanta, the score was tied at 48 with 13 seconds to go. Georgia Stress. had the ball at Tech's two-yard line on first and goal. Instead of this kicking game's a, over. Yeah. Instead of kicking a field goal to potentially win the game, Georgia coach Jim Donnan elected to go for a touchdown. Jasper Sanks took a handoff, dove for the goal line, and... Depending on which side you were on, either fumbled or was down before losing the ball. TV replays showed Sanks was down, but it was before the introduction of instant replay rules. So the only thing that mattered was the officials, and they ruled Sanks fumbled the ball, and Georgia Tech took possession at its one-yard line. The game went to overtime, and Tech's Luke Maget kicked a field goal to give the Yellow Jackets a controversial 51-48 to victory. 
The next week, then-SEC Commissioner Roy Kramer suspended referee Al Ford and his six-man crew from working the SEC championship game. Yeah, all that stuff happened. <laughs> what was Georgia's bowl game that year? In 99? Yeah. They, well, that was, um, they went, they played uh, Drew Brees and oh. Purdue in the oh, Outback Bowl. The Outback Bowl. Yeah. They were down 25 nothing. Yeah. And they at, won the at game. At that point, the best, the biggest comeback in bowl history. Yeah. Um, another first bowl game in the, in the new, in, in the purportedly new millennium. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the, a quote from that rivalry, Will, this will help, uh, kind of, answer some of those questions you had early in the podcast this is a quote from Irk Russell who whose family um, apparently went without the holiday tradition only four times in his 17 seasons but his quote was lose to tech you don't put up a Christmas tree that's my rule <laughs> wow wow that's 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 committing, that's committing. but um yeah that was uh and, and if it hadn't been for the Jasper Sanks fumble that really wasn't but it was called the last loss in Atlanta would then have to revert back to 1989. Goodness gracious. Which is my senior year of college. Goodness gracious. That's yeah. wild. Well, I don't think we're going to have one. Yeah, I don't. It's not, I, think I mean, there have been some crazy games over there, but it's just, it would be, I, I mean, upset of the year is not even the right term. Because this is my fourth at there. Uh, mm-hmm. Fourth time I've, I've seen there, and I've never seen anything close. Yeah. Like that, they haven't been. Even, it hasn't even been within twenty points. Yeah, because last time they were in Atlanta, Georgia blanked them forty-five nothing in twenty-one um, nineteen. They won fifty-two to seven, which was the largest margin of victory. Was that the Pickens game? Was that the, the Pickens? Yes, game? Yeah. yes, because yeah. then they yeah. played LSU yeah. the next week, and he was suspended yeah. for the first half. And then twenty seventeen, they won thirty-eight to seven. Yeah, twenty fifteen, thirteen to seven. Yes, yeah, so that so, was not that one. Right. So um, it's been. One of those things where Georgia Tech hasn't been really even in the game. Are there since. stats about when this is the last time it was not at noon? Uh, yeah, I think there was. Yeah. You have to search a lot. I yeah. want to say it was 09 okay. was the last time it wasn't noon. It was a night game. but yeah, Having it be a night game is just... I mean, the last time I was there that was close would have been um, in 13. That was the Todd Gurley takeover game in, in overtime. Uh, the kick six was yes. happening yes. exactly the same moment. Yes. Um, yes. So I was watching that with Tech fans. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, were were you at the were you at the game? No, I was in Columbus. You were in Columbus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, you were with the Auburn fans. That's right. Obviously, yeah, I was with the Auburn yeah, Tech yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, like, I I we I was getting um I was getting like a I got a phone call. Rise, we're going to overtime. It's like Saban's trying to get two yeah. seconds to go yes. back on the clock, but it's not going to be successful. And then it's like it's like you won't believe what happened. Auburn won. I was like. What? I thought they were kicking a phone call. So good stuff. Will do you know? Do you know a guy named Brett Belding? Brett Belding. Belding. He's a listener. Familiar. Yeah. He's a listener, and he sent us a tweet. Remember what we said last week about the folding chair? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He yeah, I mean, so, he, he found it in the uh, hospital parking lot, right? He, he sent, a, he sent a tweet with a folding chair in the parking lot in Knoxville. So I think let me, let Brett. Me see him. We uh, we probably owe you a t shirt. Yeah, or something. Yeah. That was what we were uh, we were referencing last week. <laughs> Get on. I love it. Uh, though if he were really committing to the bit, he would lose half of his finger just to like. To yeah, I don't think. It's, I mean, I, I think it's that's a lot to do. I mean, I don't know why. I don't do know. We, about, we all have a t-shirt, right? That's why. Yeah, we all yeah. Have a t-shirt. So I don't Brad, get in touch with us. I don't know about his. I don't know about their life together, but I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it withholding consortium from his wife because <laughs> of a pinky finger. That's fair. That's fair. And that's then fair. a couple things from the WSLS podcast at Gmail. Um, we got an email from Will Burgess. Uh, he says, "Hey gang, this was a uh, last Friday." He says, hey, gang, one of my friends is flying from D.C. to Knoxville for the game tomorrow morning. And it got me thinking about how much of a pain it is to get to Athens from out of state. 
I looked around the Power 5 and I'm pretty confident that we're the furthest Power 5 school from a commercial airport, 80 miles from Hartsville-Jackson. The next furthest appears to be Ole Miss, 70 miles from Memphis. And then it significantly drops off because most every other college town has its own commercial airport, even places like Pullman and Waco. This isn't really a real question, just thought you might find, might find it interesting. It certainly is frustrating that we can't get commercial flights in and out of Ben Epps. Y'all are doing a great job as always. Go dogs. Now I have, I do have many thoughts about this because Same. I'm actually friends. I'm actually friends with someone who works at Ben Epps and has been trying to get commercial flights, uh, specifically to, uh, to Newark is one of the things actually, that's the people that actually demand the most is actually Newark, New York. Yeah. They're building and, in New York, um, yeah. and they found that the flights to like Charlotte tend not to be worth it. Like if people would just do Atlanta and I would argue while like, for example, Illinois has Willard airport. They have some commercial flights, but like people fly to Chicago or St. Louis because there's not very many and they're insanely expensive. Like remember when I went to Nebraska, I didn't fly into Lincoln though. They had flights that went to Lincoln. I flew into Omaha. So I think looking at college colleges that have their own airports, I think is an over, uh, it, it makes it feel easier to get into that college town than it actually is. Well, I, I will say Willard because of the flights on, on American to Chicago and it is handy. It yeah, super. But like, there's no flights that go from Atlanta to Athens, right? And there are flights that go from Chicago to uh, yeah. Although it's further, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Being put in a situation a couple of weeks ago when I was in Vegas of either having to take a red eye. And then literally drive an hour and a half back in the tailgate all day mm-hmm. just to be back for the Mississippi game. Uh, I, yeah, I feel that. I mean, look, it sucks. I've, look, I've I've traveled a lot, and will I still have? I have six more trips before we get to the end of January. Uh, and that's a you know, look, Friday night I got home. I got into Atlanta at nine o'clock after having been in Chicago, DC, and yeah. Dallas. I did not want to do the hour and a half drive back, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. I. Uh, but getting to Knoxville, actually, I found out that there are flights from Philadelphia to Asheville um, this past week. But then um, you got to take I forty in that road to Knoxville. Is, well, I'm not. I'm not driving in. I'm not driving from Knoxville yeah. to. Asheville. I don't. I won't drive to Knoxville just for Calhoun's barbecue. But um, yeah, it's there were. You know, there were. There was a charter flight from uh, for Ole Miss. I saw a actual. Yeah, there was yeah. an actual. Like I don't mean like a private jet. I mean like yeah. a charter flight yeah. that that was commercial flight that landed. The, the runway is big enough to do it. Yeah, you, can, you like they can do big flights there. It's just Atlanta is a huge freaking airport. Yeah, like Atlanta is a huge airport. People are just gonna go through there. Yeah, and I knew I knew people twenty years ago that used to actually charter use Delta charters to fly from. Excuse me. They would fly the Embraers from Athens to away games. They would usually do one or two of them. Yeah. It was expensive, yeah. but it wasn't like $1,200. It would be like $500. And what you, basically, if you think of it this way, it's like, well, if it's a midday game, you leave first thing in the morning, fly there, bus back and forth the game, fly back that night. Oh, my God. Where you're, I mean. you know, you're, you're missing out on all the driving time plus two, plus two nights of hotel, right? It, I would consider that. One of the me. things I when I met with my friend, because he, he knew this is I was I, – not travel, but there was a stretch where I was traveling as much as you are right yeah, now, and um, and he wanted to kind of survey me about like how much more I would pay to fly out of Athens and to take out like take a, a lot. Part, take, it would be a lot 
Yeah. Like, because like, and first off, practically speaking, everybody just convenience. Practically speaking, parking, if you're gone for three days, mm-hmm. is $7,500. Yeah. And also there's no parking at Atlanta airport right now. Yeah. And uh, for, for the ongoing forever construction project that's going there. So never mind. And then you've got convenience. You've got, if you've got, if you have a peach pass, uh, you add that into it. Like the amount, I would probably pay 200 extra dollars round trip at yeah. least yeah. to be able to do My it. My time's worth that. Yeah. And, but I think I think it's I think that like like you know it, you do those but that charter flight was not through Delta that was a Mississippi local yeah, regional sure. airport that did that yeah so I think you can do it but I think most people I think part of the problem is actually you're close enough to Atlanta just close enough. you're just close enough to Atlanta that it's a pain in the ass but it's not like. You know, it's not like Columbus has a little airport mm-hmm. and they have, they actually do have some commercial flights in there, but a Columbus is a lot bigger than Athens. Aflac is there. Like there's like, a, there's Antesis, like yeah. yeah, like there's a lot of like businesses at like, generally speaking, there's not enough major corporate stuff. Like the, like uh, Bloomington, Illinois yeah, has yeah. its own airport because state farm is there. Yeah. There is no state farm here. There is no. Aflac here. There's the University of Georgia, but that's not enough to get like business people going, and that's what makes flights. Yeah, they've had, uh, you know, from the early 2000s to the probably 2012s, 2013s, they had commercial air service. I, I remember flying for a work trip to yeah. Orlando, and I, I jumped on an yeah. American, mm-hmm. you know, little puddle jumper to Charlotte, mm-hmm. connected, and I was in Orlando within like two and a half hours oh, from leaving Athens. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, Charlie's first flight was a flight from Athens wow. to Charlotte to Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. Here's my fa- I'm going to tell this brief favorite story about how the Mattoon Airport used to have commercial flights. This is what commercial flights used to uh, Young people, so come gather on the fire. Uh, my grandmother went once to chat. My my uncle used to live in Chattanooga, and she went down to visit him in Chattanooga. She got a flight from Chattanooga to West Lafayette, Indiana, where, the, where Purdue is, and then that to Mattu. It probably cost her like forty five dollars. <laughs> and so I went to go pick her up, and I she got off the plane, and she was the only person on the plane. Yeah. And I remember forever what she said. She got off the plane, she walked up to me and she was like, I can't believe it. I was the only person on there. It was a it was like I had my own plane. I felt like Donald Trump is exactly <laughs> what she said to me in nineteen in in nineteen ninety nine. Wow. I will always think about that. And I always think like, right, to like the rest to the whole swaths of the country, he is the epitome of wealth and has been for many many years and so i always always remember that she said that another question i mean i do um these were sent a couple weeks ago but we were running short on time uh so timothy watts had sent um a couple questions and so i've got a couple for you i don't have i'm not going to read all of them uh but we're going to do this one given the furor around regional penchants for certain seasonal dishes in a previous episode, I have to ask, what are the three must-haves on your Thanksgiving table, and what are some garbage foods that you denounce? Oh, yeah. this I love this question. Okay. It's right in your wheelhouse. Do you have thoughts? Uh, I have thoughts. I, I think this is... I okay. should go first. Um, all right. Uh, garbage foods is easy. Um, cranberry jelly. Yep. Agreed. Um, I am not a bread person, so any sort of roll. See, I'm, I'm pro roll. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just, I'm, I like a, I'm not a, not a pro person. Yeah. And, um, any dessert that does not involve, uh, whipped cream with the exception of pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie is trash. 
Agreed. Agreed. What about some like right in your wheelhouse? What are your pitches? Um, so I am making, I'm frying a turkey and also making a prime rib. Mm. Um, and if I were, if I were to be making a side, I would, I'd be making like old school dressing. Um, I am not a fan of like the, I'm not a big fan of the green bean casserole. No, that people make. no, 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 no. Really, no. I like green bean casserole. I'm not really but a fan of that, but uh, I'm not going to stand for it. And I like pumpkin pie. I will say I do like mm-hmm. pumpkin pie. I would prefer pecan pie. Pecan mm-hmm. pie, I think, is right in the strike. So because you're a good American, I'm not a whipped cream person. So no matter what I'm like, I'm probably not going to get that. Um, I will say that uh, another dessert thing that is a very weird thing that may be more Midwestern thing than here. Peanut brittle is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, peanut brittle is delicious, but not—I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, peanut brittle is very weird. I've seen that. That was a big thing. At, wow. uh, that uh, we used to have a thing called cherry delight. Have you heard of cherry delight? I assume it's some sort it's of probably, jello. Is it like baked thing. cherries. It's like graham crackers on top of like like cherry out of a can with like we. It's it's very disgusting. It was a big thing in the Leach family growing up. Um, but uh, no, I have I have no. Uh, other than other than that green bean casserole, I probably am, don't have it. I'm not. I'm, I'm lower. I'm a lower on yams than your average American. I think. Never seen one. Uh, yeah, you never have sweet potato. Yeah, no, sweet I don't one. like those. Okay. Yeah. 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 I like them, but especially yeah. with the marshmallows like baked. Oh yeah, the marshmallows, marshmallows are disgusting. That's disgusting. Well, marshmallows objectively yeah. are disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So I think my wheelhouse on the must-haves would be my grandmother's cornbread, crackling cornbread. That Ooh, uh, and I know you're call. not. A, you said you're not a bread, bread guy, no, but, but I mean that's, that's different. different. Yeah, that's different. So I've got to have that. I look forward to it every time. I mean, even though my grandmother passed away uh, 17 years ago, my aunt is uh, makes it in, in, an impeccable uh, resemblance of her, her cornbread. So I get that, and then some garbage foods. I mean, I'm kind. I. I eat like a six-year-old, but I have evolved over times. I will dabble in the turkey and everything. The honey-baked ham with the glaze could go away forever, and I wouldn't miss it. I think that's terrible, uh, and I, I, I kind of cringe whenever I see people eating it. Yeah. I, I, I wrote this a while back, but like the, two years ago was the first ever Thanksgiving where we just ate out. Mm. And we went to a thing. It was like we go to Catholic sure. Gardens, yeah. and so they have like a lodge there, and they had a like. It's not like they had like. I know pizza, what you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, but it was amazing how much happier and relaxed and more fun everybody was when someone else was cooking. I understand. Yeah, people. It's they, I love cooking. This so. is a big thing for people on Thanksgiving. They love to be able to cook, and I definitely understand that. As uh, as from a family from two sides, of neither Alexa's family nor my family are big cooks and are really uh so it's actually made everything so much better for for everyone i said the best meal i ever had for thanksgiving was actually when i lived in new york and i had an orphan thanksgiving and everyone just brought whatever and like it was there was no adherence to turkey like mm-hmm. i had like we had like this great jambalaya mm-hmm. we had like, like people brought soul food it was like all this like wonderful wonderful food and it was just like oh this i can just eat what i want on this day if i want no if i weren't if i weren't placing restrictions from yeah. family members i would probably yeah. not make turkey I, I love fried turkey but it's just like yeah. just i would rather have other things yeah. but whatever yeah. i can i'm i'm versatile yeah Given that maps don't matter anymore, if you could rearrange, I, that was that was that's that's a statement from Timothy. I feel I do feel like they matter though. I, I, I don't I don't I don't, right. don't want to be a I don't want to see where the question goes. Yeah. Yeah. Hold feels, up, feels like they're kind. By the way, of Will and I, Will and I both look on our faces yeah. like, all right, this is. I'm not sure I know how to get home. Yeah. <laughs> if you could rearrange or change schedules over the course of the next three to five years, oh, where would you personally love to go to a Georgia game right. and really why? Opponent. Location, food, etc. Okay, 
That, that's what he means. Okay. All right. So, so well, we're sorry. What's the name of the person that asked the question? Timothy Watson. Timothy, Timothy yeah. we are sorry for that yeah. we, we jumped on you. All right. For so a let's, perfectly let's, 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 stick it, let's stick it to th- three each. Um, I, I mean, it means less now that we've beaten them two years or beaten them one game in the semifinals. And I feel like we're going to beat them again if we play them. I, I'd really like to go to Ann Arbor. Yeah, the big house would be my first question. Yeah, I've been to the big house before, but I saw Illinois play there in like college, like to see Georgia. Yeah, yeah, to see Georgia play there. I was I was supposed to go there too last year in twenty one, um, and then you know Maggie got on the homecoming yeah. court, and we we decided to bail on that trip. Um, uh, my my second is <laughs> for jokes Texas A and M. You know I'm 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 looking forward to going out to hopefully getting to Daryl K Royal next year. Um, for the barbecue, right? Um, oh yeah, Terry yeah, Blacks. Yeah, get whichever. Just go out and do the do the Central Texas barbecue thing. Um, and I, I have to admit, I would love to play Washington mm-hmm. in Seattle. Um, that I've been to that stadium, never been to a game there, but the location looks awesome. And um, look, my wife is Seattle is not her town. Uh, she there's just it's just not her town. But the food is amazing. It's objectively amazing. Um, just the the Asian influences, the sushi, the the melding of the the um, the melding of the East Asian food cultures. There is just really incredible. Um, I would uh, listen. I, I put aside the fact that I was didn't go to the Rose Bowl game, so yeah. that's something I would really love to go to someday. My fourth place, fourth place yeah. was my was either Southern Cal or UCLA. Yeah, and you've already gone. So yeah, yeah. and the US, USC would be the Coliseum yeah. would be a great place to do it. But I find myself actually, I, 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 one of the things I, I will be excited when the college football game comes out, the video game comes out next summer, one of the things I used to always love to do that would play big schools at smaller schools. I always kind of like that idea. Those are matchups that could not ever actually happen, but I'd love to see. One thing I've always wanted to go to and never been is Michi Stadium where Army plays. I was about That's to say. I've always, always yes. wanted to go yes. to see Georgia at Army would be amazing. Have you been to the stadium? I've not been to the stadium. It's amazing. I've, I've seen this Everyone that's ever loved I've never gone to a game. I absolutely amazing. loved yeah. it. So if we're going to keep going with that frankly i i have been to the yale bowl and i would love to that place is like as old it feels like i think if georgia fans went there it would finally collapse <laughs> like it is is so old it feels old and it would be a it feels like it probably be a fire hazard for georgia it would be with a lot of fans there but it's a really cool thing and then uh, a, a soft spot from my summer trip because i don't know how many book tours i'm going to do in my life but everyone will always stop in missoula montana because it's just feels like one of the most beautiful places that football stadium was incredible uh the idea i would actually want to go hike up the mountain and watch georgia play uh montana who is by the, the way grizz. The, the grizz but remember it's g riz that's if, if you're talking about riz that's right. talking about g riz that's a uh, oh, that's a to, great question to have that. g to have g riz is to uh you know to Get it's acting like up. a bear you know, like yeah, like yeah, you grab a fish and eat it in front of her. It's G Riz. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with the lingo for the kids you see, um, but I would love to like that. Let's say I've got to go to a game there someday because I was just I I think about Missoula all the time, and so uh, uh, that that would be a place. I know they would never actually play any of those three places, but it would be cool if they. Did. Yeah, I like the way you approach the question because like I actually considered that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think I would like uh, you know, Will. I'm gonna I'm gonna dovetail off something you said. I was thinking I would love for Georgia to play. You know, last year North Carolina played at Appalachian State. I would love Georgia just to say, you know what, we're gonna do a two for one. And yeah, App State. Guess what? We're coming up there to play you. I'm gonna get a picture. Hold on. Go ahead. Okay. Talk. And then also, I know we always talk about 
all of these far off places like going to Seattle mm. or going to Texas or something like that. But um, you want me to smile? No. Okay. Um, but what I would really like to see is more regional. You know, there's all these great places. Of course, we've got Florida State scheduled. Right. I mean, going down to Tallahassee, Hassie, that's going to be awesome. But like the Research Triangle up and play either Duke yeah. or NC State or, or UNC, something like that. So that's what Virginia. I would like to see. Virginia. Virginia. But yeah. say, keep it to where you could just yeah. make a road trip. Yeah. There's how, awesome how, schools like that. How about uh, George Southern? No. How about Georgia State? Play at the Braves old stadium. Play at Turner Field. Yeah. Did you record me? That's why I was, yeah. Ah. I went to see, get your face. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, no. And then you fed right into it by yeah. talking about regional games. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I think that would be good. You know what? In the theme of this podcast, let's play a team in Columbus. How about a team? Oh, yes. <laughs> How about a team in Champaign? I would like a home and home versus Illinois. Yeah, I would, yeah. Memorial is a, it's a cool stadium. It, 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 it holds a lot of people. It's yeah. actually a great stadium when yeah. it's full and loud and great. Yeah. I mean, my... I, I know it's not the loudest game I've ever been to, but I, when I think of the loudest games I've ever been to, it's been 1991 when they played Colorado. The oh, year yeah. that is the, is the, they beat Colorado that year. You know, that's the disputed national championship between Georgia Tech and Colorado. Never happened. Uh, Colorado actually won the national championship despite losing and tying that year, and they lost to Illinois. That's how much the voters hated Georgia Tech. Yeah, <laughs> and I was at that game, and it was so – like I, I was 15 – and it was so loud, like it was like it was an unbelievably loud sound for like a fifteen year old from like a f- small farm town. And yeah. it, it can be rocking. It has not been rocking in a long time, but it certainly can be. Yeah. So you know Josh Brooks. You could make a huge donation after your book takes off. Uh-huh. Your next book, make a huge donation, and then get them to you know schedule a home and home. In twenty years, we'll play there because that's where they'll Illinois will be in the Super League. So yeah, it'll be it'll be okay. It'll just be natural. Or, I mean, or, for what it's worth, like there are opportunities to play these games for Georgia to be a five yeah, seed next year, and Illinois to have a really good year in it match up where they have to come here. Or Twelve seed, something like that. Yeah. That yeah. would be. I have to say, that would be. Uh, that would much, you guys be okay? I would obviously be wearing Illinois stuff. Yeah, I would. I would, I, I I would insist right. that you would cheer. For I, I wouldn't team. say insist, but I would respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Respect. Yeah. It'd be a fun show. All right, so we're gonna get in the Passion Autos uh, Fun Office Pools Pick'em Contest, guys. If I. You need a car? Go see my man Robbie and my man Scott at Passion Auto in Watkinsville. I find them on Instagram or Facebook or the internet. Yes, the internet is passionautosllc.com. Uh, I don't know their Facebook page, but uh, their Instagram, and that's what you're probably going to go to. Passionautos underscore Oconee. I saw that they've put up. A, they've been selling a lot of cars. They they actually sold a, a young lady a, a beautiful white forerunner they do have forerunners priced under thirty thousand. which if you Hard are an owner of a forerunner i'm on my fifth one they will run forever and they look awesome and they never you know actually the older they the older they are the better they look in my opinion like but, uh, like us right like us like us like y'all like like, like us. all three you're of included. us you look great seriously your, I finally, uh, yeah i'm finally i finally look my age yeah with your georgia sweater on age my way into my my looks Okay, so we've got a couple Thursday, or we got a Thursday game. We got like three Friday games on this. So. How are we doing on standings, buddy? Oh, yeah. I always jump that because... Uh, because it's embarrassing. I'm going to have to buy... Let's, let's start off this way. I'm going to have to buy my, my daughter books. There's no way I can yeah. catch her. It's been that way for several weeks. Yeah. But. I'm still in the hundreds. I had a better week last week. Uh, missed a couple, uh, but I, I didn't miss any of the big ones. Um, Alaro still in the lead. Uh, hey. Four-point lead over Panic Dog. Uh, 754 points to 750k dubs is about nine points off the lead. Scott is handsome. Tony and Will are cute too. 
<laughs> it's been amended. Uh, <laughs> Damn well better be. Fifth place. Thanks for listening. Uh, they are only 11 points off, and I am pulling for Scott is Handsome. Who else are we looking for? What is Brittany doing with her life? It's in, tied for ninth. Mm-hmm. 734 I think I'm 16th. I think I dropped two spots. You are 15th. 15th. I was 14th, now 15th. Yeah, you still have an outside chance. If you can... You, what, here's my. I need to do something crazy. Yeah, you need to pick. Yeah, you need to yeah. pick uh, New Mexico State. Or I need Auburn. to pick Georgia Tech. It's probably what I need to That's do. Right. <laughs> you know, Tony. I don't. See I'm down you. there. You're down there. Julie Moondog, 33. Um, between her edges is 59th. At least it's not 69. <laughs> nice. Bassin Dog, 76. Um, Polar Shark. 93rd, Shan up in the Pacific Northwest, and a great graphic designer is uh, 98th place. Tony Waller, 99th. Yes. And me, 105. Uh, just keep in mind, we will do uh, Conference Championship Week. That will finish up the regular season. That will finish up the regular season. Uh, the conference championship week, I believe, includes conference championships and Army Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it if it does not include Army Navy, we won't do Army Navy. We'll go ahead and wrap it up, and we will do a bowl pick 'em. I'll have but that. But it will up. be separate. It'll be separate. Not sponsored by Passion Auto. Could be, guys. If you're listening, we are requesting that. Uh, I'll talk to Robbie. Um, so all you gotta do is give us a car, a car, <laughs> but car whatever's it. fine. All right, we got um, down in New Orleans. They're hosting the Roadrunners. UTS. Is that coach going to entertain the offer from AM? I Look, it's tragedy. We're talking about that. So Frank Harris is going to, yeah, of course he's <laughs> going to consider it because they're going to pay him $10 million. He's going to consider it. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you saw today um, the director of the Texas High School Coach Association uh, put out a long statement about, you know, Texas A&M great institution, but, you know, it's kind of disrespectful when the head coach there just never comes to the, comes to the conference, mm-hmm. um, comes to the convention. He's he's saying Jeff Trailer, come come yeah. right. Yeah. By the way, did you see? Um, I know te- Jeff Trailer is a Texas Tech, but I'm saying me, me. Texas A&M did an all kickoff walk on team. Yeah, they usually do that last game of the season. And the they recovered a fumble. They recovered a fumble. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I'm glad something good finally happened to them. Yeah. So you got Tulane. 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 I got Tulane as well. That would be a fun place for Georgia to play too. They were oh, scheduled at Yeoman. Yeah. yeah, they were scheduled about 15, 20 years ago to play yeah. a home and sh- home. At the Sugar Dome. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have a new stadium, and I, I really wanted to go. Uh, I really wanted to go. When were we there? Oh, the week before the first game of the season. Tiffany, Kristen, Wayne, and I went down, but I just couldn't work it out to go. We got North Carolina at North Carolina State. Uh, the Tar Heels kind of, I mean, they're both 8-3, and three, but it feels like UNC yeah. has lost eight games, even though they're 8-3. and three. Losing to Tech, they got beat by Clemson. And who they got upset by somebody earlier, maybe Duke. Virginia or, or somebody. No, Duke. Yeah, Duke. Duke. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, no. I'm going to go with the Wolfpack. Yeah, I think so. Wolfpack. I will also take the Wolfpack. This feels like a game I should pick North Carolina if I'm going to catch up with. Oh, well. No one's, Do you no, want one's to? Listen, no, no one's listening. So. Northwestern at Illinois. The drive for six is alive oh, and no, well. I cannot freaking not make a bowl game. Now, for what it's worth, Illinois could still make a bowl game if they lose because there's a short number of games this APR, year. Yeah. So, um, that, but no one wants to do it that way. Um, but JMU. Good for, yeah, they, 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 they should. But good for, like, honestly, good for Northwestern. I'm sad to say this, but like, 
That's impressive, man. I thought they were going to go like 1-11 yeah. this year. And for them to make a bowl game, he has certainly deserved – Braun, I think is his name. Uh, he has certainly deserved to hang on to that job. Um, Agreed. That does not feel like a mistake of hiring the interim. Like Northwestern is a place you got to have belief to be able to do something there. And for him to pull it off, I mean, it's pretty impressive. You're not seeing a lot of – um, I stand up for Coach uh, uh, Coach Gokuts, uh anymore. I uh, I do think Illinois is going to win this game. I think they are better than Northwestern. I think Altmaier is going to start again. Illinois should have beaten Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think we saw Bill Connolly had it as mm-hmm. the second most uh, most unlucky loss of the week. Yeah. Illinois should have won that game at Iowa, which is impressive, man. So Did they hit the over. Uh, they, no. they they were close. It was twenty eight, yeah. and was, I think it was, they, they were close to the number. Point, yeah. But uh, Illinois should have won that game. I think they're going to be Northwestern. I L L baby. Um, Illinois and uh, Northwestern. I got uh, Illinois. Why not? Thank you. Oregon State at Oregon. The Ducks. Um, I thought Oregon State looked really good against Washington in the driving rain. Um, I was kind of I was really hoping that they would pull off yeah. an upset to make things easier, but uh, I think we need to pull for the Beavers in this. Oh, I think you have to yeah. give some. Uh, yeah, you should space. pull for the Beavers, but they're going to lose to the Ducks. Um, speaking of Beavers, I watched Naked Gun with my uh, kids this week. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, just had stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. They loved the spectacular movie. Love they're not the only. Naked. They're not the only twelve year olds. Oh, so happy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oregon in this game, but uh, oh, this this could throw some curveballs. This feels like the last stand for Oregon State. Like this is it? Yep. Like and if it, this were in uh, Corvallis, uh, I would there'd be fights. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. I got Oregon as well. By the way, you saw that they're gonna keep playing the Apple Cup, right? Yeah, I, I expect that. I expect Oregon State. I expect them to get the Civil War worked out to Oregon Oregon State. It's called yeah. the Civil War. Yeah. I expect them to get that worked out so they maintain that rivalry as well. I'm surprised of all the rivalries. It's Oregon, Oregon State that got control of the term "the Civil War." It feels like there's more intense. Yeah, I mean, they I don't know. Other. I Oregon's no, I know, a thing. But, yeah, I know. But anyways, um, Ohio State at Michigan. Oh, is that this week? I didn't even know. Um, it's big nude Sunday, Saturday. <laughs> What's, the State. What's the it's, line? What's the line? It's got to be Ohio, Ohio State or Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry. Michigan's favored by four and a half. Yeah, it's in, First it's time in, in 12 years, something like that. They're favored? Yeah, it's a long time. It's in Ann Arbor, right? Yes. Ann Arbor. I think Ohio State, I think there's just too much. I mean, I watched that Maryland game last week. I mean, Michigan's just listing. They don't have Harbaugh there. I, I just, and Ohio State's quarterback is not very good, but I think, you know, they've got a guy named Steel Chambers on their, their defense. Um, I think that Ohio State's going to win. Um. It's, uh, it's fun. Did you see that? Who was it? Was it, was it the running back who said after the game, like, we needed this game. We needed this game. Michigan's saying we needed this game to check us. And it's just like, I have to say, I actually do not. Up until this season, I would have not considered myself a rabid anti-Harbaugh-ite. I find him enjoy. I've generally found him entertaining. Entertaining, quirky personalities quirky, quirky. are fun in sports, uh, it's one of the reasons that uh, that it's so fun to watch Mississippi, right? Like Kiffin is a fun personality. He's an interesting guy. I, if I hear one more like us against the world, Michigan against everybody, there's part of me that wants Michigan to win because I want Georgia to crush them. <laughs> like I've never did. Like I went to Illinois and I've never disliked Michigan more than I do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think they're going to win, though. I have to say, I th- I think Ohio State's been generally underrated all year. I just I still think Michigan's going to win this. Yeah, I think Michigan is going to make the would they put a one loss Big Ten champion in over a one loss SEC champion a move? Uh, it's going to be a move point. It's going to be like a Cal's opinion. I think Michigan wins big. Choose someone to win big, no matter what. Or, or, choose, or like for the record, or if Ohio State wins this, I don't see any way Michigan gets in. If yeah, Ohio State wins right. at Michigan, you can't. Like, everybody already hates them anyway. Like, they're not going to give them any benefit of the doubt of Ohio State. So, when we're going through rooting interests as a Georgia fan, Ohio State is your rooting interest in this game. But it should be anyway. Yeah. And the rooting interest in this next game is the Florida Gators because they are hosting Florida State. How do you feel Who about that, thunk Tony? That? And I am going to pick Florida State to win based on the, the fact line? that I want to get the points. Yeah, the the line is only a uh, six and a half. Yeah, because I mean it's uh, it's, it's the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but 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 uh, Graham Mertz is out for Florida as yeah. well. So who I mean, knows? Florida almost beat Missouri last week. Yeah. Grant Mertz going down in Florida actually looking better says <laughs> yeah. something to me about Billy Napier's coach. Um, let me be clear. I want him to stick around seven more years. Um, I have to pick FSU. They're just the better team, but it's hard to say. This is, And this is in Gainesville. Gainesville. <clears throat> what time is this game? Mm, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Kickoff is the same time. Same time. Well, we're 7.30, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Florida State, but probably lower than other people have this game. And then we've got a team from South Carolina trying to get bowl eligibility. Clemson's got something for them, I think. I think they've caught something after Dabo's rant. I've got the Tigers beating the Cox. I I agree with you. Although, if South Carolina sneaks up and beats them, be gro- it'd be it's glorious. It's going to be, oh my gosh, the Dabo postgame rant. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Isn't the South Carolina's thing win the last couple of games mm-hmm. of the year? They, they get Clemson, hot in November. And everyone's like, whoa, okay, here they come. And then, We're going to beat Indiana in the yeah. bowl game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm taking South Carolina in this game. Who'd you get? He took, he took Clemson. I took Clemson. I wasn't listening. Texas A&M Same. visits LSU. Um, this Go game to- is a noon or 11 a.m. local time. Uh, I'm not a fan of the – the Jalen Daniels hype. I just, I mean, I get it, but they are eight and three. They've had some bad losses. He racks up all kinds of yardage on Georgia State and Army. Um, I'm going to go with AM because they had their uh, walk ons on their kickoff team. I know that's a thing, but so is their uh, gesturing and yelling, but I don't like to reference that either. But, uh, but I think that the Aggies uh, get an upset win and beat the Tigers. Kick and whoop. Um, no, yeah. Go Tigers. Uh, boy, I said, boy, son, I think uh, what's going to happen is... Wouldn't uh, you love to hear uh, Brian Aggies, Kelly post-game yeah. losing to the Aggies? Losing? Oh, he won't. He'll he'll sound like he's from Southern Michigan if he loses. Um, I think I think LSU's going to beat their eyes in. I think this is a Daniels makes a big statement for his Heisman Trophy. I'm taking LSU. All right. Kentucky and Louisville. Does this, do we have any... Is there any thing with this because Louisville is going to be in the ACC yeah. do you want them to have a better record or lose and maybe that uh, actually you would want them to lose uh, and then maybe Florida they are, State's they are win one, right? yeah maybe Florida State's yeah. win is muted a little bit I have to say I do not see a universe where Louisville at 11-1 and one or 12-1 and one with an ACC championship gets over uh, Georgia like, there's, like right. that's I assume that's not going to happen no. um, so I don't think it matters like I don't think I, an undefeated Florida State is getting in Right. So I don't know if it really matters right. too much. But um, 
This uh, uh, what's the line in this game? Um, seven and a half. But Kentucky's been listing. I yeah. mean, I think Louisville's going to beat them pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm going to take Louisville, but lower than probably others. I think Kentucky's going to smack them in the mouth. Hmm. Okay, that'd be fun. I almost said something. Missouri <laughs> goes to Arkansas. Sam Pittman was re-upped mm-hmm. at four and seven. You can't fire the chief hog, but he's going to go four and eight. Go four and eight again. You better. Well, he, he's got a. Does he have a big buyout? Oh, I don't know. He must. Just, he, he must. Are they just non-serious about football? I think they are serious about football, but I think they're in a, a tough situation where you fire a beloved coach. Where things didn't go great this year, you lost your offensive coordinator. Now he's responsible for hiring the offensive coordinator, right? But I just think things went sideways for them this year, and they lost a couple close games. And he's just such a beloved guy. Also, and I, I, it's going to be a bad year to look for coaches. It's because also I think Michigan's going to be open. Michigan's going to be open. It's going to be a bad yeah. year looking for coaches, yeah. and they are they are objectively in a better place than they were when you took over. Because remember that was Chad Morris with the zero and eight in just the. Oh, Horrible, very no good, bad recruiting. Right. Destroyed what Bielema was trying to build. We got the Egg Bowl Thursday night. That's always a fun game I'm to watch Missouri. after Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, you're picking Missouri. Yeah. I kind of figured we all were. Yeah, I'm picking Missouri. Egg Bowl, I, I mean, Ole Miss, but they're playing in Starkville. Uh, I don't think that has any bearing. Ole Miss is a 11 and a half favorite. Uh, the Bulldogs are five and six, not going to a bowl. They don't have a coach. It's low key. My, it's, low, it's this. By the way, if you don't pay attention to this game, this game literally could be against a two zero and zero and eleven teams, two eleven and zero teams, eleven and zero and one and twelve team, whatever. It's just mayhem, and I love every second of it. I think Ole Miss wins, but but it's just God, it's so amazing. My friend Haraway is worried about this game. Really, he is worried about this game. Yeah, he's oh no, he is no, yeah. This game, this game has thirty one thirty written all over. He does. He is officially worried about this game. Um, I'm taking Mississippi, but I will also take his words to heart. Then we got the Iron Bowl, Alabama, and Auburn 330. I guess this is the penultimate um, SEC on CBS game. It is. The last one is the SEC championship. So uh, Auburn lost to uh, New Mexico State last week. And Say Alabama is Auburn lost <laughs> to New Mexico State last week. Jerry Kill, former Gophers coach, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Um, Alabama, 15.5-point favorite. This is one of those games. I don't care what happened last week. I don't care how bad Auburn is. I see at least them playing a half the way they did against Georgia. Um, and I think it, I'm hoping it's going to be close. I would love to see Auburn pull off an upset and beat Alabama. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to pick the tide, but I'm going to say, like Lee Corso, closer than the experts think. Oh, Alabama. I don't want this to be close. I actually want Alabama to crush them. Not because I hate Auburn, though. It's that part of it. It's really just I don't want the last thing I want is them doing that. We needed a game like this. Like I want them. If I want them to feel like they, they'll be nine in a row if they win this game. And I don't know. I'll take Alabama, but I'd like this to be. I'd like this not to be close. Actually, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter yeah, for Georgia yeah. what happens in this game. Go on so. with you, narrative wise, and for Georgia's sake. Uh, I guess Alabama I cakewalking helps. If Auburn wins this game, that could help Georgia. Remember how Alabama was around the South Florida game this year where they were listless and they didn't know what was going on. They were infighting and did, they played three quarterbacks. That's the Alabama I want to face again. I want to face early season Alabama, and I think a loss to Auburn could help with that. Mm. Maybe. I mean, the problem is if, if, Jordan, if Auburn somehow wins this game, 
does that that knocks Alabama out of the playoff? Mm-hmm. And one of the problems with losing to Alabama is, is you can't get above it. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, because you both got one loss. So yeah. theoretically speaking, it could help. I think you would get more advantage of that than you would get disadvantage from losing to a two-loss Alabama team. You know what? You sold me. I still pick Alabama. Yeah, I'm also picking Alabama. <laughs> and then at uh, seven thirty, this isn't on the pick'em, but this is the Georgia game. Uh, at seven thirty uh, on the flats at Mark Richt, Bobby Dodd, Hyundai Grant Field. Is that right? Whatever. Is that the way to say it? Um, Heisman Field or something like that? No, that's not it. Uh, the dogs take on uh, the jackets, and like we've said. Georgia owns Georgia Tech in Atlanta. It's always a great trip. And uh, the past two times that they've played in Atlanta, they've won 45 nothing and 52-7. to The reason, the thing that threw me off is the fact they didn't play in 2020. So I was thinking, oh, wait, I have to skip here. No, they, uh, they, they basically have set records in how badly they beat Georgia Tech the past two times there. A combined score of 97-7. to um, if you remember, uh, two years ago when Georgia played at Tech, Brock Bowers sprinted past their entire secondary for a long touchdown. I think you see a little bit more of that as well. Sure, Tech might score on their first possession. Uh, they might even score twice within the first quarter or first two quarters. But Georgia, it's going to be similar to what they did against uh, Ole Miss and Tennessee. They, they, might, they might play with their food a little bit, not because... It's the Georgia team that you saw in the first part of the season, but because that tends to be how the first uh, quarter goes. But Georgia pulls away with this. I think there's a lot of uh, encouraging moments that you see guys continuing to step up like Tyke Smith, uh, Carson Beck, Dejon Edwards. I loved uh, Dylan Bell's uh, halfback pass uh, last week. I, I'd, I'd expect to see Bobo um, you know, get on a heater again and score some points. Georgia wins this game. Let's say 38 to 14. I'm making the, the riskiest prediction yet. Georgia's going to take a lead in this game. Georgia's actually <gasps> going to score first. What? I'm going to say it. They're not going to get the ball first, but I do think they will actually stop them and then score. I actually feel like this is going to be one of those. I keep predicting these, and then they keep having actual blowouts. This is going to feel like one of those like chill blowouts where it's like, Georgia scores first and then just make sure not to get anybody injured because mm-hmm. Kirby yeah. knows how important that, that game is as much as anybody does. Uh, I feel like it is Georgia 27, Georgia Tech 7. Okay. Um, well, obviously, uh, you know, I think Tech's going to score first. Um, and this just feels like a game where Georgia's going to – I mean, I don't think Georgia can set their own score um, just because Tech is a little better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do feel like George Tech's going to win this game. Uh, give me forty-two to sixteen. Yeah, um, like yeah. So my wife just sent me, by the way, uh, just sent me something that pop- popped up in her Facebook time feed or whatever it's called. Thirteen years ago tonight, I was at Chaffetz Arena where Georgia played St. Louis University in basketball, oh. and that was where we were sitting there behind the Georgia bench. And uh, we had we were at a crossroads. I could have stayed at Illinois. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to go to the University of Missouri. Uh, my wife had a job offer here in Athens, and she looked around at all the people because we're sitting among some of the Georgia fans mm-hmm. and family. She's like, "All these people are going back to Athens, and we're not." And she's <laughs> like, "I'd rather 
I'd rather be poor there than rich anywhere else. Cool. And that's where we decided to go back to Athens. We decided to move back to Athens that wow, night. That's great. Like watching basketball, watch Georgia play basketball against the St. Louis Billikens. And fair, fair to say it worked out for everybody. It worked out, <laughs> especially for Ryan Smith and Passion Autos. Yes, of course. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, no, Ryan Strickland, not Smith. Crap. Ryan you can edit that out. Yeah. Oh. Did I say Strickland, Smith, or Adam? You said Smith, but it's Strickland. I mean, Strickland. Everybody knew. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, um, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time at Callaway. I will enjoy my time at Callaway. I'll be, I'm enjoying it. And if anyone's out, because uh, you, you, neither one of you guys are going. I'm not. So yeah. if anybody uh, send me an email, if you got a good tailgate for me and uh, William to pop by for a game, we'd be happy to come. As William and I are going. So, And we'll be on uh, the Georgia side watching. Uh, the, uh, I don't know if that's the Georgia side or not, but I'll just get to look at downtown. It'll be fun. You're, you're on the tech side. I'm on the tech side. Sorry. It'll be fun. Yeah. I, I, you're, I, you're, well, you're on the Georgia side. Everything's so going to be on the Georgia side. You. Yeah, it yeah. needs to be the Georgia side. Um, otherwise, uh, seriously, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, this has uh, become one of my favorite holidays every year. It didn't used to be, so it is now. Otherwise, until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, as usual, Tony and Will will be back with a Georgia-Georgia Tech postgame show on Sunday. So uh, until then, have a safe trip down to Atlanta. Enjoy the all-day tailgate. Get uh Get a slaw dog or a chili dog and some onion rings at the varsity. And, uh, and as always, go dogs. Nailed it.